Hello and welcome to the 49ers First in 10 podcast. 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined with 49ers team reporter Lindsay Polares and a special guest from NBC Sports Bay Area, Jennifer Lee Chan. Jennifer, thank you so much for sitting down with Lindsay and I and talking some 49ers football this morning. Thanks for having me on. Excited to do it. All right. So today we're going to look ahead to the 49ers and Cowboys divisional matchup taking place this Sunday and talk about the preparations the team is taking before the game. But before we get started, Lindsay, can you bring us up to speed on any injuries from the team and what the practice report looked like in the team's first day of practices on Wednesday? Yeah, Brie, uh, happy to report that that injury list remains pretty small Uh didn't have any major injuries in that last wild card round. Uh, so not practicing on Wednesday. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, Ambry Thomas, and then Trent Williams, but no reason to worry there. He was just taking a veteran rest day. We only had three players practicing in a limited capacity. Defensive lineman Samson Ebukam and wide receiver Juwan Jennings. Both of them are dealing with day-to-day ankle injuries, and then defensive tackle uh, Javon Kinla also limited with a knee injury. Got it. Thanks, Lindsay. Jennifer, with it being the first day of practices yesterday, it was also the first day that media got to go in the locker room and talk with the players. Can you tell me what the energy is like in there? I mean, as the intensity of the games ramp up every week, does the energy also I think it does a little bit. I think a lot of the players are trying to kind of say that it doesn't, just to keep it everything normal in the locker room, but it seems like there is a little bit of a heightened energy. I asked Debo Samuel, you know, is there a truth to that there's a playoff Debo? And he said, yeah, a little bit. He's like, not that I don't put it all on the line every single game, but there is just a heightened intensity because it's win or go home at this point. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, we talked a little about it last week, but it seems like this week it's even more prominent. The 49ers will get home field advantage once again in the divisional round. How important is that home field advantage, especially in scenarios like this week where the Cowboys will be coming off a slightly shorter week of preparation? Yeah, I think there's layers to this, and I think a little bit has to do with just the historic rivalry. You talk to a lot of the players who are very familiar with it, and they also know that the fans are very much involved with this historic Cowboys 49ers playoff rivalry. So I think they're also counting on the fans getting very, very involved. The faithful always are, but even kicking it up a notch for this divisional round. And on the player side, obviously, they're just happy to be playing at home. They face the Cowboys in the wild card round in that 2021 season. Different circumstances this time and home field advantage obviously never hurts. And when you have a crowd like the 49ers, you can at least count on a decent amount of noise uh, to throw off the opposing offense. Yeah, the NFC Championship is on the line, so the faithful are sure to get loud at Levi's on Sunday. But looking back, right after San Francisco defeated Seattle on Saturday in the wild card round, we got to sit back and watch the Cowboys-Buccaneers game on Monday night. Jennifer, as you were watching that game, what did you take away about the Cowboys and how they've been performing as of late? 
I think they had a really good game. Their defense is very stout. I think it's going to be a challenge for the 49ers offense, but you look at the weapons that surround Brock Purdy, and I think he's going to be just fine, and he's also so level-headed. But the Cowboys do have some playmakers. They've got Dak Prescott, who can move around in the pocket, CeeDee Lamb, who's a very dynamic receiver, and Micah Parsons on the defense. He is so fast. Brock Purdy's going to have to keep his eyes head on a swivel, keep his eyes up, make sure that he knows exactly where he's coming from. He's not going to have as much time in the pocket. Lindsay, as you look back on the season, a lot of the 49ers' recent wins have been full, complete team wins where the offense, defense, and special teams have worked together to really pull it off. In what area of the 49ers' game, whether that be a player or a position group, do they really need to step it up in order to have one of those team wins against the Cowboys this Sunday? Yeah, I think we kind of saw a little bit of it in the Seattle Seahawks game. Not going to knock on the 49ers defense. It, they closed out the 2022 season as the top-ranked defense. However, in that Seattle game, I was talking to Fred Warner about this, it did take it did take a couple quarters for them to really ramp up and then nearly get that shutout in the second half. So he said it's just about tightening up little things in every part of the defense, specifically in pass coverage. Uh, the Cowboys are a pretty balanced offense, but Dak Prescott is a pure passer and he's going to take his shots down the field. The 49ers just want to make sure that none of those turn into points. So really going to be looking at that secondary to just pretty much uh, make sure that Dak is, does not have a productive day. As we dive into this matchup, Jennifer, starting with you, which matchup between the 49ers and Cowboys are you most excited to watch come Sunday? You know, I'm always excited to watch Charverius Ward and the number one receiver on the opposing offense. So he's been so good. He had a few challenges during the Seahawks game, that wild card matchup covering DK Metcalf. I want to see how he bounces back. And we've seen him do it before, but just to have that really sticky coverage and to prevent Dak Prescott from being able to connect downfield, I think that's going to be a really big key to the matchup. This game is just primed to be a competitive one. But Lindsay, which matchup are you keeping your eye on this weekend? You know, I don't want to take Jen's answer, but yeah, I kind of wanted to see uh, Charvarius Ward do his thing against uh, the many weapons that the Dallas Cowboys have. Um, it's likely he will be on that number one receiver. Uh, but also I'm interested to see what the defensive line uh, does against Dak Prescott. Obviously, he has had some challenges uh, just throwing picks. He didn't have any in that Monday night game, but I think if they are able to put pressure on him, hopefully the 49ers can uh, cause him to make a mistake and hopefully capitalize on it. We actually saw it at practice just yesterday on Wednesday. The 49ers defense were trying to get their hands ready, and they were just rapid fire practicing catching tipped balls from San Francisco's coaching staff. So hopefully it'll be pick city at Levi's stadium as the defense tries to take that ball back on Sunday. But with it being Cowboys week, we have to talk about this historic rivalry. Jennifer, I'm curious, what's your favorite moment of all time between these two teams? Ooh, I'm, just the one that stuck in my head is the most recent one. It was Debo Samuel asking Kyle Shanahan to give him the ball after Kwan Williams had a pick last year in that wild card matchup. Kyle Shanahan makes a great play call. Debo goes out there, catches the ball for a touchdown. I mean, that was just such one of those 
exciting moments in the game. It was really a turning point, I think, for the offense in that game. And, you know, you look back at the rivalry. I was doing a little research coming up to this game and realizing that between the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers, they won six Super Bowls in eight years back in the 90s. But the average age on this team, a lot of them weren't even born at that time yet. So it's still exciting to talk about it. But the fact that they even know about the rivalry with the age range in this locker room is pretty impressive. Right. Uh, Lindsay, do you have a favorite moment throughout the history of this rivalry? You know, Brie, I am actually fairly new to the rivalry uh, just because I did not grow up a San Francisco 49ers fan, but I have done a fair amount of just research and looking at old tape of the iconic uh, iconic plays in, in this very, very long and storied rivalry. And I, uh, there isn't one. I mean, obviously, I think the catch is probably the one that I'm most familiar with uh, just because it is uh, – it lives in 49ers lore. So I think if I had to pick one, it would be that, but it's been just remarkable the back and forth between these two teams. And yeah, it's great that we're going to have chapter number nine in it coming up on Sunday. All right. That'll do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me throughout the week and Jennifer for being our special guest on today's episode. So don't forget to check out the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast on all platforms to hear exclusive one-on-one interviews with 49ers staff, players, and alumni. For more information on the latest team updates, check out the news on 49ers.com. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify, and you can hear from us again on Friday morning. Thanks for tuning in.